Hi, do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, football, football. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, this is uh, episode, what's the number four, Frank? Uh, number four, four, yeah. Of the Next Level Nerd Sports Podcast. Uh, as Frank and I do every show, we like to give a shout out to uh, Justin McConnell and all the folks there at Next Level Nerd for allowing us to do this and bring you... Uh, an episode uh, whenever Frank and I have the free time available to record it. Um, obviously, Frank and I did not take us much time to really coordinate our schedules in the last couple of weeks because, as unless you've been living under a rock, we have this thing called uh, the coronavirus, and it's basically put sports, uh, entertainment, and basically anything involving social activity on a standstill. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that, but we are. This is a sports podcast, and uh, we're going to make the most of us sports. We're going to try to keep you in a positive mood, and uh, I'm sure you have a lot of time to listen to us since you're probably in a house right now, quarantining yourself in there. Uh, but uh, I am joined, of course, by Frank Conti. Frankie, welcome to the What's show. Up? Hey, Bronson, how you been? Yeah, I just tried to change up a little bit, have me do the uh, introduction. You know, try to Keep them guessing. Spice- Got to keep them guessing. I always keep them wanting more. Uh, so, Frank, let's get into it. Obviously, we can. We have to address the elephant in the room, and that is, of course, the coronavirus. Um, obviously, our uh, esteemed uh, leader of the free world has uh, addressed things. We're not going to be political, but he's, you know, with each speech, usually some sort of sanctions put on or, you know, high, very high recommendations, uh, which, of course, has led to a lot of sports leagues either shutting down or postponing events. Um Frank, just starting your, with you, kind of give your uh, your opinions on what's happening and how how it's been affecting you in a, in a broader sense. Well, you know, it's a time that uh, a lot of us just can't even believe what's happening. Uh, uh, nothing like this in our lifetimes. Uh, we remember kind of what nine eleven did to the world and to the sporting world, um, shutting it down for two weeks or so. Um, but this is a whole different, uh, a whole different animal. Um, you know, our leaders are, I think, doing the right thing, state level, um, federal level, telling everybody to stay home. Um, sad to see that some people aren't really listening to it and are still gathering. But uh, hopefully that this thing can we can slow the spread if we just stay home and, you know, catch up on Netflix, catch up on our podcast, uh, catch up on uh, those home improvement projects you've been putting off uh, organization cleaning um just everybody i i just implore you to stay home uh we'll ride this thing out get through it uh but one thing that's that is rough is not having any sports um because you know you and i huge sports fans obviously we do the sports podcast and uh i think it was going on a week or two now without sports um the first uh thing to drop was the nba when they learned that rudy gobert the utah jazz uh, tested positive for the virus right before a game. And it was kind of pandemonium where referees and coaches were gathering and they were separating teams. And it was kind of a scary scene in Oklahoma City. Chris Paul tried to approach the uh, the Utah Jazz bench and they shoot him away. And this was just kind of the early stages of, uh, of it hitting in our country. And uh, everybody kind of got freaked out and panicked. And the next day, or even that night, actually, the NBA announced to uh, that they were going to postpone the rest of the season. Um, day after that, we saw NHL follow suit and many of the other leagues, some of the smaller leagues like Major League Soccer, um, European Soccer. Uh, we saw the XFL a few days after that canceled. NASCAR is canceled. 
um, just about everything based on, you know, you can't be gathering fans in these arenas, 20,000 plus people next to each other, um, risking the spread. So it was kind of an obvious thing that sports couldn't go on. Um, initial thoughts were to have empty arenas, empty stadiums and just the players. But then when you start thinking about it, uh, there's still, there's still vendors, there's still, uh, team personnel, there's still, um, trainers, all kinds of folks having to gather, get on planes, um, just not the right thing to do. So sad. It's unprecedented. I don't think we've seen anything like this maybe since World War II, which is before our time. Uh, maybe some of your grandparents out there can remember that. Um, some parents and grandparents, if you're listening, might remember some of the shutdowns shutdowns during World War II. Um, but just, just a crazy time, uh, not not really knowing what to do with myself because right now is springtime is the best time for sports. Um, you, you, you have so many championships being given out, um, baseball starting, uh, you have the masters, uh, you have the Kentucky Derby, which nobody's talked about is two months away. It's probably going to get canceled for maybe the first time in 150 years of that event. So, um, just a, a lot of sad things to see. And, um, you and I, Bronson, we'll break it down sport by sport. Um, we'll go over our plans, what we would do if we were the commissioner. Um, you know, not that we know anything better than anybody, but we'll give our opinions on how the seasons will maybe resume. Will they be canceled altogether and lost? Um, we'll we'll just go sport by sport and do that and give our take. But um, but yeah, definitely sad time. Kind of twiddling my thumbs a lot. Not not much on, uh, not much on TV sports wise at all. So, you know. Sports Center has been covering the virus and, you know, a little bit of NFL free agency action, which we'll talk about. But uh, it's a, a tough time for a sports fan, for sure, Bronson. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, this is you know, at least for our generation, this is this is setting precedent. We've never dealt with this before. And, you know, I like I said, I listen to a lot of other sports media personalities, both local and national. And I think, you know, I always go back to, you know, my friends joke, who my friends jokingly call my biological dad, Mark Madden. Everyone can laugh at that one. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Mark said it best. You know, he said, we, we, we either are overreacting or severely underacting, but we're not going to know until all this is said and done. You know, this is, this is, this is a new thing for us. And for all sports to shut down, I know one thing we went through a lot, you know, being young fans, Frank and I are, you know, some labor stoppages. Obviously, the NHL labor stoppage of of 04, 05 was huge. That was uh, depressing. That's like it's like that. You know, times a hundred with all the sports shut down. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it, it's sad, and you know, you know, the whole quarantine. You know, not being you know not quarantine. That's if you infected, but you know, just trying to stay away from bigger crowds, social activities. Um, I'm in a wedding this weekend, um, and we I got the news the other day that we're not going to have the reception. We're going to have the wedding. So it's like it's affecting everyone's events. Uh, I had I work at a Frank. Everyone knows I work at a bank. I had a, a customer tell me that her daughter is graduating from the the army, um, and she can't go down. It's down in Texas or something. She can't go down there because they're not going to have it live. They're going to stream it online so she can watch. And that that's honestly Frank. I think that's where it hits you right in the heart because sports yeah. is sports. Sports is a, is a luxury. It's something we enjoy. Mm -hmm. We we use sports to escape our lives. Right. But now this now this poor woman is not going to be able to go down to Texas and see her her daughter. You know, graduate, which is, could which should be in a a great moment you enjoy with your family and in real time and in person. 
but not going to be able to go down there. And that, and that's truly that's that's truly the painful thing. Graduations, weddings. I was in, I was going to be going to a wedding this Saturday too, Bronson. It's funny you mentioned that. It's both events have been canceled, ceremony and reception. Uh, they were lucky enough to get another date in June. Hopefully, if all of this is uh, is mitigated by then, they can have it in June. But you're right. Um, graduations. Uh, weddings being canceled, vacations, honeymoons. Um, yeah. You know, I know it's first world problems, but uh, it's it's sad moments for some of these families. And then when to to put a sports angle on it, all the seniors in high school, you know, yeah. state state playoffs and finals just abruptly ended, and you're not going to get that chance to win a state title as a senior. Um, a lot of the Whippeo finals, I think, had ended, but the state playoffs were going on. And then yeah. you know, college seniors not being maybe getting able to cut down the nets in the final four or raise a final four banner for their, their schools. Um, it's just, it's, it's a shame. And it's, uh, baseball college baseball canceled for the foreseeable future. So all those seniors um, that might not go to the major leagues, that might be it for them baseball wise. You know, they never might never throw another pitch or, or take another at bat just abruptly without having to have closure to your career. So I do feel for all those folks. Um, see high school senior, senior day, not getting to walk out onto the field and get recognized um, just all, all across the board. That Those are the kind of things that are the saddest. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just kind of put a bow on this, Frank, you know, you know, we, you know, some people, you can, you know, not even given all this free time and doing whatever you want to do. And I know Frank and I were going to end the show talking about what we've been doing uh, since this whole Corona thing has, has, has kind of hit us. Um, it's given us, you know, maybe giving people some time, you know, maybe good, bad. Some people aren't making money right now. Some people are part of essential businesses. They are working during the time, but maybe the people who are have, who do have to be home, maybe using that time for a benefit, you know, spending time with their families, um, <laughs> not to take this as a joke, but, you know, I guess, uh, I, I don't have the name Frank on me, but a woman who writes for college sports on the athletic kind of used it a platform to get on her high horse and, and tell people, well, sports is just, it's just games. It's just the deal. Mm-hmm. Stay at home, read a book, go make your garden, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sports are on the way. And, and, and in that greatest scheme thing, she's right. But, I mean, she's making her living running for sports. So <laughs> I'm going to watch what you say. Yeah. yeah um, but I don't remember her name exactly. I'm sure someone who listens to this probably knows and is screaming at their, uh, their uh, listening device right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, just. We don't want to make this a depression <laughs> situation. And obviously the people who are affected, you know, you know, hope they, they recover. Obviously a lot of celebrities that have just been diagnosed. Um, the first, you know, obviously Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, the NBA, um, right before all the sanctions came down, uh, uh, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, they were diagnosed. Um, uh, just the other day, what Kevin Durant was part of the, the four Nets players that was, uh, diagnosed with you know the coronavirus so uh, obviously a lot of famous people uh, i saw this today on msn that they had a lot of the celebrities affected with the coronavirus but <clears throat> thinking about them and you just obviously this is all done to make sure that this doesn't spread any farther than it has to especially to our our, uh, our senior citizens who may not have the immune system and or uh strength to battle this as, as some of us do uh so uh yeah it's just uh has some time to think about things. And like I said, later in the show, I'm sure Frank and I are going to talk about what we've been doing and for fun or for, you know, doing those things we've been putting off the doing, but now we have all the time in the world to do them. So, um, we're just going to get into here, Frank. Um, and you said mostly anything, mostly every league has, has either delayed or canceled. I know obviously, uh, the NFL is taking a lot of heat because they have done none of that. And, 
for good or for worse, it's good because now they've given us something to at least talk about. Uh, I don't know if a free agency had happened. Frankly, I would even be recording a show right now, except <laughs> like, except maybe to break down, you know, like you know, the Penguins' O one playoff run or something. But <laughs> but uh, obviously the the NFL is still around, but all the other leagues have delayed. Um, and we'll start with that, Frank. Uh, obviously, the big one to Frank and I personally is we're big NHL fans. Uh, the Penguins. Uh, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, tongue-in-cheek joking aside may have been saved by this outbreak because they were not playing the best hockey down the stretch. <laughs> uh, they There will be a hiatus, obviously, there in the NHL. Um, who knows when that will continue. Um, just want to get Frank's thoughts on that. Maybe um, I'm going to really kind of tee Frank up on this one of what he would do if he were Commissioner Bettman, uh, Bill Daly, the NHL brass, and how they would handle things when the league is allowed to resume. And then we did get, uh, did get something here from TSN. I wanted to Go over with Frank, so I'm gonna give him his due here. Maybe throw my opinion, and then we'll uh, we'll sh- we'll discuss this proposed uh, plan in place. So, Frank, you're Batman. What do you do? Appreciate it, Bronson. Well, with the NHL, um, I've I've heard NHL brass, uh, Gary Batman and the like, mention that they don't want to lose a season. Uh, you know, they don't want to they don't want to miss handing out the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I believe like you, you mentioned the lockout of four Oh five was the last time they didn't award the cup. And I think it's only been a couple of times in a hundred years, uh, that they didn't hand out the Stanley cup after the, the end of the year. And ironically enough, I think the one in the, was it the one year, I don't want to say it's 1918. It was one of the teens that was because of some sort of, uh, viral outbreak i've been hearing about this too uh, it was the 1918 influenza. Yes, it was a regular influence. flu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that that cost a lot of things. It, it's a little bit of a repeat almost 100 years exactly later. But um, they, they really want to have the season. I think they had about 15, 17 games left, a um, little under a month. So the season typically ends around June 12th, June 13th. So if they do have to pause for a month, and we're only about a week and a half into this, um, if if it takes a whole month off, you're looking at mid July. So, but a lot of our nation's leaders and doctors and experts are actually looking, acting, seeing, seeming like this is going to last into the summer. So, because just numbers are rising, we don't know how many people have been tested. We're we're not going to know true data about if this thing's really slowing down. So, the social distancing, the self quarantine, the stay at home. Uh, the no the no sporting events I, it might be lasting into the summer. So the NHL has to do you know Bronson and I were talking off the air um, might have to do something really crazy like just resuming the end of the season in the playoffs in July or August and finishing up the Stanley Cup Finals in August or September and pushing into next year where maybe you push everything back off season draft free agency push it all back and then you have a shortened twenty. 21 season similar to a lockout season where maybe you only play 48 games next season so just so much so many details to iron out i don't envy uh any of these leaders in any of these sports trying to figure out how to have a schedule how to finish a season do we change our playoff format all kinds of things are on the table i personally if i was gary bettman uh in the nhl leaders making this decision i i think you're going to have to cap the season and just start the playoffs where the standings are um, i know it's sad for teams just right on the cusp of a wild card that we're getting hot um, but you really can't blame anybody it's it's fair across the board you you earned your right this whole season your point standings where it is and you know i don't know if it's florida or 
Calgary, the, a couple of those teams that might miss out by a point. Um, but I, I think you might just have to start the playoffs as soon as we can get back and uh, possibly go to things like best out of three in the first round, best out of five in the second round, best out of seven after that. So shortened series. Um, if you if you need more time, if we're going further and further with this delay, um, you might have to spill into the fall and shorten next season where maybe you take a, a, a little bit of a break and start January 1st. Maybe you kick off. Maybe the Winter Classic is opening night and you have a shortened season next year and you just catch up eventually. Maybe by the season after that, they catch up. But it's it's just unprecedented times. It's going to, you know, desperate times are going to call for desperate measures. I, I don't think there's any bad ideas that can be thrown against the wall and see if it sticks. Um, I You have to just consider some stuff that may sound crazy may work because these are just unprecedented times and there's no real playbook to follow on how to, you know, get a shortened season with a big gap like this finished. So that's, that's my take on the NHL. I think they're going to get it in if they can get going by May, June, um, just call the season and start the playoffs, shorten the series. And if you have to shorten next year, a little bit to make up for it. I don't know where you stand, Bronson. Yeah, I'm with you, Frank. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to try to squeeze this in if it means going into next season and pushing back. I love the idea of if they do have to push it, the Winter Classic being like the start of the season. Because, you know, opening night's always a big night. Yeah. And if you have it, you know, in a stadium, and that would be huge. That would do big numbers, especially I assume it would be on NBC Sports. So mm-hmm. that would be huge there. I do, I know, I'm not trying to be one of the cynical people or one of those conspiracy theorists, but I do think if it does go into summer, I don't think it goes too much into summer. Um, kind of taking a cue from Mr. Madden, I do think that, uh, um, I, I agree with him. I think that eventually, maybe if it gets around May or June, not that I think that our government's going to lie to us, but I do think that certain certain things will be moved to make sure that something resumes, that things will start resuming again. I don't, I don't think... I don't think people were going to want all summer of nothing to do. I think, I think once it's somewhat contained, I think the the plan will be going to go ahead and and resume activity, even in a limited basis. Um, as Frank, Frank, as you mentioned earlier about the NHL, uh, about you know, awarding the cup into September, going to there. Um, you said you know, is there really a bad idea? Because we're all you know, you can throw anything at the wall at this point and see if it sticks. And then the one thing, Frank, and I, you and I were talking off the air, he said someone had an idea of having all 32 teams, or 31 teams at this point, being the playoffs, which is completely uh, blasphemous. I don't think that'll work. But Yeah, I, the most I see is 24. I've seen a few models out there where if you let the top 24 opposed to the top 16 and you at least give those eight teams that are fighting for a spot and may have yeah. may have made it in. If you go top 24, you have some first and second round buys. You got to get crazy with all that, which like I said, there's no crazy idea, but yeah. maybe let it, maybe let the top 20, 22 in, figure out some different buy, buy formats. Um, it's, it's, that's might be a little bit more fair, but you can't let that <clears throat> one to in the playoffs. It's just, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> Well, P, as I was saying, Frank and I were talking about this. There was a player proposal, and TSN posted it on their other website. Uh, the plans for restarting a season, assuming we get going around, uh, you know, late June, early July. Um, they would have training camp starting in early July. Um, then the then the season would start, or sorry, the season would start. Probably they probably have training camp for what a week. Probably that's about it. You know, get them get the boys back in shape. Uh, start the playoffs. 
they would be looking they would be looking to finish the regular season by the end of July, start the playoffs in August, and run that until we award a cup sometime in September, maybe mid or late September. Um, October would then go to you know draft and free agency. The whole month there would be dedicated to the off season and preparation for the next season, and then you know the new season begins in November. So they would only lose a month of hockey, but you're really squeezing a lot of things over the the end of the end of summer, early start of fall. Um, do I feel? I mean, that's probably what they're gonna push to do. And like I said in my in my purpose, I think I, I I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna be starting this starting everything again when everything is completely gone. I think once it's contained and they think that nothing's going to get worse. I think they will resume. Um, but yeah, that that makes sense because then you only lose a month of games, which in the grand scheme of the NHL and in sports isn't a big deal. Um, I kind of I kind of would mix this with yours, Frankie. I kind of like the idea of maybe like if you are going to push it back a month, then just push it back another month. Just just put, just have it start in January. Have a limited like when the twelve the twelve. 12 lock, the 11-12 lockout when we had, we had a limited season when we started in January. Let's do the same thing. Um, and not not that I'm trying to feel bad for you know millionaire professional athletes, but that that's a lot of hockey to be playing in that such a short time. And yes, I know they had the time off now with the you know with everything and the 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 social limiting. But um, starting in November, I mean that's that's really in the meat of the NFL playoff push too. I thought I think it'd be great. Like I know I know January starts the NFL playoffs, but if you started like New Year's Day Winter Classic, that starts the season. Could you imagine? No, you know the stadium's still going to sell out, but you'll you'll get so much more of the casual fans who mm-hmm. watch the Winter Classic anyway. But now we're going to have more people watching it because it's it's going to start kick off the season, and they'll go even bigger. The NHL, you know, and especially on NBC, those guys always do it big. And if you had that be the opening opening season game, that'd be awesome. Uh, Frank, what do you think about that? No, I mean I think it would create. I mean, there's going to be such a one thing. There's going to be such an appetite. We're going to be so excited when it all resumes because we have such a. Uh, such a lull and we miss it so bad there's going to be such a craziness when it all resumes uh, another thing too is the sports betting in vegas and all that just being <laughs> shut down is it's just insane too um that industry losing so much money so many other industries are losing money too this is going to hurt the economy bad but uh little rabbit trail here I, I do want to mention how great it is that a lot of people are stepping up and paying the hourly uh arena employees yeah. I don't know if you've seen the first one of the first ones to do it was Mark Cuban. He announced it that night. He said we'd work something out for the arena employees. Then uh, Zion Williamson, a person I'm a huge fan of, he's just on a rookie salary, which is, you know, we would I think it's five or six hundred thousand a year, which is crazy to he's, you and you he's and I. But that Nike money, he's probably using that's that true Nike too. <laughs> he, he's kind of rich. He's kind of rich from endorsements, but a, a no, lot no, of yeah, no, a lot of players yeah. yeah have done that, and uh, a lot of owners have done that. So that's good. But just to just to answer your question, yeah, January first. Um, if if that's next season's kickoff for the NHL, it does create kind of a cachet, a flavor. Um, everything ramping up with the NFL playoffs, hockey starting, NBA might be doing something similar. So, if we get to finish our seasons this fall, take a little bit of a break, get back to normal with a shortened next season around New Year's Day with all the college football, hopefully bowl games, NFL playoffs, hockey getting back, basketball getting back. Uh, I think sports fans will finally have that thirst quenched again that we're missing out on right now i'll let you get back no i was saying you know absolutely and like i said we're we're leading off with nhl but 
Obviously, other sports are affected. NBA kind of runs the same course as the NHL does. Um, MLB, you know, they, they start their seasons in April. So now what, they probably push that back to what? Midsummer, no, you know, no pun intended. The Midsummer Classic, they yeah. push it to what the midsummer and start the season there. I mean, me being a casual MLB fan, is pushing it back to June really going to kill the season? <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I can touch for on you, that. Frankie, maybe for you, I mean, you're a big MLB nut. <laughs> well, it's funny we were talking to our buddy Barnes. He shout out to Ryan Barnes, uh, our buddy from Elwood, Bronson, and I. Uh, before we started the show, he called in and. Uh, him and I are big baseball fans. We we love to talk talk pirates, but um, you know he he was asking me what what's you know how how short is too short of a season? Where where do you go with baseball? And I say a hundred games. Uh, baseball is that you know that marathon, not a sprint. It's one hundred and sixty two games. They play every day of the summer, and um, I think that baseball and uh, Rob Manfred and company that uh, have the 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 best leeway with getting this done because if they cancel two months. Um, 60 games, they can still play 100 games. And I think if you play 100 games, it's enough of a sample size to crown division winners, crown a Cy Young Award winner, crown an MVP, have a, have a decent playoffs and not feel like it's too much of a truncated season, like I told Ryan. And um, I think they want to have the All-Star game. You know, that was awarded the Dodger Stadium. It hasn't, hasn't been there in, in 50 years. Um, a big deal for L.A. Um, the baseball world will kind of be on display there. Uh, with them getting Mookie Betts and them being the favorites, uh, the Dodgers. So I think they want to have the Midsummer Classic. I, I I hope they get started around June 1st and can play six weeks into, before that so they can name some all-stars that have some time, some time in the season. But, um, yeah, baseball kind of has a little bit of time. They're going to have to have another spring training because you have to get your arms all yeah. ready, the timing all down. So if everything starts June 1st again, it might be June 15th when they actually start the season. So everything's just crazy. Go ahead, Bronson. Well, yeah, well, Frankie, I mean, I was going to say this. I was thinking this as you were going on a little diatribe. Not that anyone would want this stuff to go down like this. I mean, we, we're a human race and we care about, you know, people's lives and health, you know. Is there any organization that you know, maybe is kind of like not wanting this, but maybe like glad that, Someone is not talking about them more than the Houston Astros. We we haven't mentioned anything about the Astros. They probably are the benefit factor from everything being put on hold because we're not talking about the Astros. That was the biggest thing in sports, you know, you up until a couple weeks ago. So you're right on. You're right on, Russ. And I've heard a lot of people. There's been articles written, and a lot of people have mentioned the, you know, not that they, of course, would wish upon this, but uh, the coronavirus and in, in the sports world stopping has definitely made people forget about them. For now, I will For say now. this one. <laughs> When baseball does start back up, the fans aren't going to forget. They're the first stadium, the first the first road game the Astros have. They're going to get booed. There's going to be some bean balls. So, I uh, it, it's it's got the <sighs> kind of a, a stay of execution for a little bit. But as soon as the season does start, I think people will will remember it. Yeah, and uh, since Frankie you mentioned about the All Star Game, especially being in LA, they'll want, they'll definitely do what they can to make sure. Um, that happens. But uh, I think the one uh, big thing w- we haven't talked about, which people are probably screaming at their uh, their podcast delivery you know, service listening to us right now, is uh, in March Madness, baby. You know, this is the time where, you know, we're, 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 we're you know, we're putting those bets in. We're, we're uh, you know, for, for entertainment purposes only. You know, we're putting those in and, uh, you know, we're getting the tournament kicked off. And that's a huge gut-wrenching blow. There no being NCAA tournament. Um, 
it's in even if you're a casual fan like me i only like i remember when i used to watch college basketball like religiously in high school uh working time and other obligations don't allow me to do that as much anymore you know falling pit so now i get like the conference tournaments and and, mm-hmm. and the tournament that's how i consume uh college basketball frankie um i know you're as sad as i am you're much more <laughs> you're definitely probably 10 times more sad than i am especially you know, we don't get to see the, the iconic moments the the one shining moment uh in the cutting down the net so frankie uh just tell everyone how gut-wrenching it is for you of all people to, to no, we're not gonna we're not gonna be like, crowning a national champion i don't know if you caught this bronson but somebody made a parody video and one thing i must say is right now on social media uh there's a lot of people and we're not making light of it but to stay sane uh there's been a lot of great um you know memes and jokes and puns about the virus and quarantining and uh obviously it's just it's just to keep spirits up. Obviously, everybody's sensitive to to those. Well, that are I just out wanted, there. To, and I just want to say that too, Frank. You know, we've kind of you know ma- taken the coronavirus and the, what's happened with sports and kind of made light on some of those things. Disclaimer, so, yeah, yeah, and just disclaimer. Like, for, and that's not our intention to try to make fun of something that's right. serious and happening in our society. It's you know, so those things where you have to laugh so you don't cry. And and uh-huh. I'm a person, and I know a lot of people in our society is, use comedy as, as as a coping mechanism, as a way to, here, to get yeah. through all these things, you know. And maybe not everyone's like that. And you know, the opinions of Frank and Bronson aren't exactly the opinions of Next Level Nerd, Justin, yes, and all those yeah. guys. This, this is just us, but you know, we just like to have, you know try to have fun, try to find the positive and everything, and and uh, you know try to give you different angles on this. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are you know watching the Talking Heads on whatever channel you you consume sports, uh, pol- politics, news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're trying to give you a little more of a of a a nicer feel more positive more you know maybe you have a chuckle maybe you know forget about you know if you have a, a family member or anything affected by not only just the coronavirus but any of the diseases and and then uh and you know diseases and uh syndromes that are in our society today so um just want to get that out there and I, I know well it's a said, well said. <laughs> i just i just want to get that out there so no you know we don't no we don't you're right a, like we don't have an email yet but i'm sure you know we don't have a social <laughs> media platform but you know the keyboard warriors will come out so uh, i did not mean to interrupt frankie I, I feel like i do a lot of that too much so i'm sorry frankie if i interrupt no, it's you. totally fine it's something we probably should have said at the beginning of the show <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah i mean sports sports is not the end of the world we obviously people are out there suffering and affected by this uh Econ- economically financially with their jobs and if you have the virus or know somebody that has it you know our hearts go out to you we, we hope Absolutely. you get through this but um our angle is just to maybe top scores to to give you a respite the listener uh maybe forget about it for for just a, an hour or so here and escape a little bit so but i was getting my point was uh some of the fun stuff online right now somebody made a one shining moment parody <laughs> where where it's just a bunch of empty arenas, like a basketball rolling on a court, like heading towards nowhere. And um, it's just, yeah, it's sad because we're missing, we are missing these great moments from the March Madness tournament, the buzzer beaters, the, the first round upsets, which which 12 is going to be to five this year, filling out a bracket, the camaraderie with you and your office buddies and filling out Absolutely. the polls. It's just, it's the, it's the worst uh that's one of the worst things to be canceled. And I personally have a, a tough take because I'm going to be a little hard on Mark Emmert, uh, the head of the NCAA and uh, the others that uh, made an early decision. And this was like a week or so ago. They made the decision to totally cancel and not postpone because I feel, and maybe there's stuff we're not privy to, but I, I wonder why the NCAA couldn't have just delayed and tried to have May madness or June madness, uh, July madness. There's 
there's going to be empty arenas this summer on college campuses. Maybe you couldn't get the same sites, but maybe move to a system where you only allow 32 teams, not 64. Maybe you um, have the higher seeds hosted on campus instead of having them at these neutral site venues. I thought that they, they kind of gave up quickly and maybe this virus does go away, God willing, in June or July. Have a quick two-week tournament where you maybe play games every three days instead of once a week. You know, shorten the schedule, change the arenas. A lot of logistics, but like I said, desperate times call for desperate measures. I really don't think they had to cancel it as fast as they did. Of course, like I said, maybe there's info I don't know about. It's putting amateur athletes at risk. They aren't getting paid. I get all that. But I feel like they have all summer where they could have maybe figured something out. And and us and and you know to go off of what you said, they kind of set the bar where the NBA, the NHL, et cetera, et cetera, the MLB, they kind of followed it. The NCAA set the bar upon the canceling and rescheduling of events. And yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> they had you know commends you know commend them you know for not putting their amateur athletes at risk. But I mean, it's not like they didn't have time to. You know, they could have just said, you know, the end of the regular seasons, you know, cancel, postpone, and then maybe wait a little bit, and then okay, the tournaments postpone. Or you know, what, what do you want to do? They kind of went for the gavel, a swift hammer right away, and and, yeah. they, and and it did cause other leagues to to fall. They to feel the pressure that they had to follow fall in suit. Um, but like I said, you know, the, I thought you know, <clears throat> as um, as we're talking about empty arenas and stuff, um, talking about the other things that have been canceled and uh, um. Uh, we're going to cover this a little bit later, but I kind of feel like we can go into it now because we're talking about empty arenas. It's uh, kind of like our boy uh, Vince McMahon. He kind of tried to, he was kind of holding the cards to the vest until the last possible moment where he had to make a decision. I think he was, you know, more optimistic than a lot of us, was, and was kind of hoping that maybe he can get his WWE events in or squeezed or postponed. As well as, of course, he runs the XFL. They got the, the XFL because. Vince isn't just the guy running the XFL. He has a brain trust in there as well. And uh, so they, they got right out in front of it and, you know, canceled the rest of the season, which I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the new XFL, but the ratings were declining every week. So mm. maybe in a retrospect, canceling the season early might have maybe saved them a little bit of money. And then they could always repackage it and go to next year because it's, yeah. it's, it's in a timetable. It's in a time crunch because it's spring football. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can re- they can repackage that and 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 go with it next year, and they can do the same promotions all over again. It's it might have been in their in their best interest to do so because they were kind of losing losing uh, track there for the last few weeks. But Frank, as you were talking about the empty arenas, um, of course I am the uh, guess the self anointed wrestling expert on here. Uh, uh, Rod SmackDown the last two shows uh, they ran their uh, their shows out of the uh, WWE Performance Center in Atlanta or in Orlando. Um, I know a lot of our local uh, listeners uh, were not too happy with that, obviously, because Steve Austin was scheduled to make appearance at uh, PPG Paints Arena. It was 316 day, and a lot of the nostalgic uh, Attitude Era fans uh, wanted to uh, you know, see Stone Cold drink a few Steve Wise. And didn't you miss out, Bronson? Didn't you miss out on going to Monday Night Raw? You had tickets, didn't you? Well, that's, that's, uh, I didn't have tickets. I thought about getting tickets. That's okay. actually what I was talking about. That was the Raw, 316 oh, okay. day. 
Steve Austin was going to be the Undertaker. So a lot of the Pittsburgh area people obviously were not happy with the fact that they weren't going to be able to consume Raw, uh, not even a postponement, just to cancel. They said refund, you know, refunded seats. But it's just weird because you know they are doing the empty arena thing, whereas the sports, the other sports have kind of stayed away from that. I think UFC might have did theirs in the empty arena. I didn't, I didn't watch the fight recently, but it's weird because like you have like you know Randy Orton and John Cena, these guys walking out the performance center, they're doing like their poses and like yeah, the crowd. Yeah. You feed off of the crowd. And you probably crowd. hear the them hit yeah. when you when they hit the mat and everything. You probably hear it. Echo. <laughs> I was wondering how hockey would sound. You would hear like the sticks and the pucks and every hit so much louder. Well, WWE has, has done their like empty arena matches. It's like a novelty. Like it was started in the old days, like with Jerry Lawler and the AW or USWA and all those things. But it's just weird because they're coming out. There's no fan reaction. But it's, at least the fans at home are watching. But my biggest thing, obviously, is that. Vince played his cards until he, you know, going the opposite of what Mark Emmert did. Vince waited until really there's no other alternative. He had to to postpone WrestleMania. Or not postpone WrestleMania. It's going from Raymond James Stadium, which they had all these, you know, elaborate plans. And WrestleMania is the big, their Super Bowl. Walking out in the big uh, mm-hmm. NFL stadium with a crowd, you know, what's it? 80,000, 100,000 cr- people in the crowd. So now they're going to be doing it probably at the performance center or, 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 or a smaller venue like that. And you feel for some of the young people who are going to be in their first WrestleMania, not to go on the uh, wrestling nerd diatribe, but uh, someone like Rhea Ripley, she was in, she's in NXT right now. Um, she'll be going up against, you know, Charlotte Flair, which I'm sure was probably, it's going to be probably the biggest moment of her career, you know, to establish herself as a superstar. And she probably, you know, went to bed with dreams at night about walking down Raymond James Stadium to 100,000 people screaming her name. And now she's going to walk out in a performance center in an empty arena of nobody. And I'm sure it's still, it's still mm-hmm. a great moment because you're still on that pay-per-view platform, but it's not going to be the same uh, as much as they want to try to pretend. And, not, and I'm not trying to advocate that, that this is that the, this cancellation or you know the moving of the event is a is a nuisance, but yeah, like I said, you you feel for the people who who were going to have their shining mo- you know one shiny moment, no pun intended, but yeah, Vince <clears throat> Vince definitely waited until the last possible second for WWE to kind of make any kind of moves, and uh, and then he, when he had to make the move, he made the move, and so WrestleMania will be in, in Orlando uh, at the I don't know if it's the Performance Center one or some place in there. Uh, won't be the same, but you know, if you're a loyal fan like me, you're still going to stay tuned. And WrestleMania is still mar- is still a marquee attraction on its name alone. So, um, what are they doing, Bronson, uh, what, with the wrestlers <sighs> and the referees alone? Like with the social distancing, obviously wrestlers have to get up close and personal. There's bodily fluids everywhere. Are they? Do you, have you heard? Are they like giving them temperature tests? Are they getting the coronavirus test? Are they? I'm sure. I'm sure. With it being a big, you know, global company like WWE, I mean, all the the necessary resources are available to them. I don't have any sources backstage there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't comment. I know a guy like you know, I could shout out to like a guy like Justin Labar or Orion Satin on Twitter. Those guys probably know the, much more about this than I do. Um, I assume you know the locker rooms, maybe that you know maybe they split the locker rooms up a little bit more to allow you know allow guys. You know, I know some guys have their own locker rooms, but you know they split it up a little more to maybe you know the social distancing, maybe dressing at certain times. I don't know, but obviously not being around fan, you know, making sure that there's not a big crowd is a huge deal. Now, kind of however you want a WrestleMania, even though it's going to be in an empty arena or empty building, you're still going to have a lot of people because you still have to have cameramen. You still have to, like right. you said, referees, talent, uh, 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 agents backstage, you know, planning the trainers, doctors, trainers. yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, 
there's certain situations where I guess there's just no way to do that. Vince is stubborn. He's not canceling WWE. It's a year round <laughs> thing. Anything he can do to try to, you know, avoid having to put that because that's money. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to try, you're going to try to do what you can to, to, to maximize, uh, you know, no one getting sick. But at the end of the same time, everybody in, everybody in sports and, in, you know, pro wrestling, MMA, et cetera, et cetera, entertainment, um, or doing what they can to at least try to find some way to still to not lose as much money as possible. And as you know, and uh, not only that, you know, NASCAR, um, NASCAR went from canceling. They're, they're postponing the races. They're probably going to try to end them at the end of the year, which they can do, Frank, because they start the season in the southeast. Because you know, it's usually snow here when they start mm-hmm. the season. So when it goes down to the fall, they could essentially put these races back on because it'll be October, November, but it'll be on the southeast or the or the, or the southwest places that don't normally get too cold or have snow. Mm-hmm. That's feasible. Um, one thing I'm a huge. Um, not only do I consume race uh, NASCAR, I consume like IndyCar and uh, IMSA. That that's like um, sports car racing. Uh, Mid Ohio and IMSA just got. That's a event I go to every year that just got postponed. So that's probably gonna be like end of summer there. Um, but not only that, obviously golf is gonna take a big hit uh, with the Masters. Uh, you mentioned the Kentucky Derby. I did think I, if I saw one of the ESPN tickers correctly, I think they're moving it to like September or something. Okay, like that. luckily, luckily it's gonna still run. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'll get you're Frank. You're more of a golf guy than I am. I do play a little bit, and I try to watch when I can. But the Masters is something I definitely watch every year, even as a casual sports fan. So obviously, losing the Masters is 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 a big deal, even whether postponed or or canceled. Um, that's always a big spot, especially in April. And I know we can, me and Frank can laugh and do the gym, the gym Nancy, you know, hello friends, and and do the best uh, Masters intro, but. Uh, Frank, how you know? I know the masses is a big deal for someone like you. Just uh, share with us. <laughs> Hello, friends. Jim Nance here, coming to you live from Augusta National. The pageantry, the thrill, the green jackets. It's not going to take place this year. That's my little my Jim Ooh, Nance impression. Not good Ooh. at all, but. <laughs> <laughs> the lilacs the weeping willows <laughs> every hole yeah every hole i used to play the tiger woods video games and they would be like hole number nine is called weeping willow or i don't know the names but something <laughs> like that no with all joking aside i'm really saddened by the masters getting postponed i do hope it's a postponement they have not come out and said it's canceled jack nicholas of course the one of the greatest golfers of all time oh, has come out. yeah he's come out publicly and said he thinks it's going to be you know, it's going to be canned. They're not going to play it because just because the golf, the PGA tour is so packed every Thursday through Sunday um, is, is booked the rest of the year with the, you know, other, other tournaments that they don't want to have to, if they move the masters to July or September, another tournament's going to have to, you know, be bumped out of the way. I had a few interesting thoughts. I was telling my wife yesterday. Um, Also get creative. Um, Maybe you play 18 holes in a day, not just, or I'm sorry, 36 holes, not just 18. I know it would be grueling, but you could get a tournament done in two days instead of four. Um, Maybe you shorten the field, which would be sad for some of those qualifiers that have finally made, got their chance at Augusta by winning a a local qualifying event or whatnot. But um, shorten the field. You could maybe. No, yeah, no. They're going to probably do no crowd with it unless it's in September and every, all this yeah. blows over. But um, maybe some of the other tournaments could shorten to 
to two days to allow a window for the Masters. Maybe you can play on a Monday. Maybe you can play on a Tuesday, a Wednesday. Maybe one of the other tournaments, like maybe like you said, big money might win out. And the Masters might throw the small tournament in August some money and say, hey, play on Monday and Tuesday and give us this weekend for the Masters. So I'm still holding out hope that <laughs> yeah, the Masters same. still tee off. I hope the Masters still tees off sometime late summer, fall, um, and we can have, you know, you got to hand out the green jackets. It's, it's one of the institutions in American sports. And uh, I don't, I think it's only once ever, maybe World War II uh, around then has ever canceled the Masters. So yeah, just, that's a big thing, and you know, like I said, that's that's actually you were talking about the midweek, Frankie. That's actually what NASCAR may hold as a last resort. You know, have some races during the week. I mean, do they really need a whole week to, you know, have, have off? Or, you know, maybe during some of those off weeks during the later year, later part of the season, they they try to fit fit in some mid you know midweek races or something like that to try to catch up. But yeah, I'm with you. You know, try, the Masters is, is is golf's premier event, and I think to not have it would be you know. No matter how many moments you have in the season, you have to have it. You have to another have it. another noise we won't hear this spring, <laughs> Bronson. Maybe. I, I think we're gonna hear it. I, I think we're gonna hear it. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be like you know, nineteen eighty three, Pete Rozelle, like you know, sitting John in a room in a hotel yeah, room. Yeah, they're gonna be sitting in a hotel room. You know, there's no smoking anywhere. You can have GMs and coaches smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. But I think they're gonna have it. Uh, even if it's p- people announcing picks from their war rooms at certain yeah. facilities, we're going to do it online. We're proving that with fantasy sports, you can do yeah. a draft. So I think every GM can be in there working well, from home. Like a lot of us and just make your picks there. And that's the thing, Frankie, it's funny. You know, I mentioned it earlier, you know, like the NFL off season and, and, and I'm sure this, this is where we're going to transition into free agency talk here in a second, but the NFL, are they showing, are they showing the proper, like, uh, um, resistance, or is it just braggadocio? Is it just arrogance of like we're the NFL? We don't we don't stop for anybody. Like they are getting well, hit on all ends about not. Well, doing what they're doing, I mean, I I can see from it, Bronson. They don't have any games right now, so they have yeah. a luxury. They don't have to cancel actual events. It's just like they're not able to do team physicals. They're not able to do OTAs that might ha- happen in the spring. They have the luxury of being six months away from their season. The first big decision will be, I think it's already been made, no fans at the draft. Um, yeah. and, and then the next decision might be just not even have it in Vegas at all. Like you said, just do boardrooms somewhere where – you can socially distance the 32 GMs in a couple different rooms and, and do it that way. Um, but yeah, they do have the luxury. They don't have to decide on canceling games yet. Like the first one might be the hall of fame game, which the Steelers were announced to be in against Dallas. Um, will the hall of fame game, what the preseason will look like and what training camp will look like in mid to late July. But yeah, they have the luxury. They kind of don't have to make any big decisions yet. So I don't see why they're getting any flack so far. I mean, I just think it's, you know, our society is so much follow the leader and because of all the other leagues and sports are postponed cancel. Why the NFL? The NFL's arrogant. They're too, you know, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Frankie. You know, they don't, they're not really playing games right now. And, and, w- and what's free agency? There's no crowds gathering around for free agency. I mean, just we're, we're going on the internet and, and an NFL network and, and, you know, maybe like, maybe that's the issue, you know, or NFL network talent or on TV or whatnot, but it's still, it's still something that isn't con- 
con, uh, consumed by people going into a large crowd. And they said, yeah, I, that's where I think the draft goes. Even if it's in Vegas and they do it like in a, a hotel conference room or something, or I don't know, you know, but I'm with you, like it, it's like the, the NHL draft, they have like the tables and they just, you know, the first couple rounds, they go up to the podium and then they just read it from their table. They can just do that, you know, have the Skype or whatever. And then, you know, Kevin Colbert or, you know, you know, um, uh, Ballard in Indianapolis or whoever, they can just say their pick from their war room, like speak it to someone or whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I mean, but with that, Frank, uh, and we just talked about the NFL. The NFL is, I feel like you know, I'm just, you know, everything I do is a movie reference. And it's like, you know, one of my favorite movies is Wall Street. And this is a knock, you know, hey, uh, you know, Justin and Nico, you know, if you do Wall Street, you know, next level. Love movie, that like movie. I, Great movie. Have me on. We'll talk about it. But, uh, you know, the second, the sequel was Money Never Sleeps. And I think about the NFL and Money Never Sleeps. It's like, yeah, we're having all this coronavirus, you know, crazy stuff. But the NFL doesn't sleep even for a second. It's like money and it's like New York. It doesn't sleep. And and uh, we did kick off NFL free agency. Uh, finally, Frank, we're, we're done talking about the coronavirus. Um you know, for these for these next few minutes, uh, we, have, we have some sports to talk about, uh, some movements here. Um, we Frank and I did start off uh, a couple weeks. I don't know if it was last show. It was last, last show. show. Yeah, last show. We did the uh, predictions of where we thought the uh, the QB carousel would start and end and land. It's needless to say that Frank and our predictions. If you guys go back and go back and listen to that, if you haven't listened to it, it's like right around the be the beginning or middle part of, of last episode's podcast. But uh, Frank and I, I think we're really horrible on those predictions. I think Frank was the one to remind me. I think I predicted Teddy Bridgewater to to Carolina. But uh, yeah, little humble pie. We got to eat a little <laughs> humble pie because yeah, we really didn't have any of these right. I mean, we we were taking shot in the dark, but uh, based on pretty much nothing. But you did yeah. get Bridge, Bridgewater to Carolina. I'll give you props i got none of mine correct i hope nobody was putting bets on that to happen i don't think I bet, bet the opposite and win is, is how it goes with me and bronson but i think honestly we said it last show and i'm sure you know it, it stuck true to this that you know uh tom brady was going to be the first dominant to fall but it really wasn't because people had made moves before uh brady opted out of not returning to new england um we thought Brady would, you know, he'd lead the way. He did to a sense in terms of making the bigger news. But, Frank, things did start early as uh, really, honestly, I think the big domino to fall was um, was the uh, Titans giving uh, Ryan Tannehill that huge contract. Because we both – yeah. that was where we thought Brady was going to land. And once they gave uh, Tannehill the massive deal and then franchised um, – uh, Derek Henry, you know, that's that really changed the game in terms of where Tom Brady was going to go if he decided to leave New England. Uh, so Frankie, uh, let, um, let's let's skip Tannehill for a second. Let's go to the, the meat of the of the dinner. We're going to feast here on NFL free agency talk. Tom Brady, not official because he has yet to take a physical. He has agreed to terms, a two year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the place that Frank and I said last podcast, there was no chance he was going to go, which I'm between, <laughs> uh, as my friend Shane from would say, bet the house on it. Uh, he went to Tampa Bay, or he's going to, he's going to go to Tampa Bay, you know, according yeah. to all reports. Um, Frank, your reaction, I'll give you mine here in a second. Um, uh, shock, uh, um, why it makes sense, why it doesn't make sense. What do you think will happen with Brady in Tampa Bay? I mean, I, I wasn't too shocked because I'd been hearing for a while that the three finalists were the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Bucks. Um, 
everybody did predict the Titans too because of the Vrabel connection and a team that's on the cusp of winning. But uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago the Titans actually came out publicly and said we're not interested. And then we saw the news break with Tannehill, which, by the way, I'll just a quick side note. I think it's an overpayment. I think Tannehill's unproven. I think he had he struggled in Miami. He had one good year with a running game and a defense. I don't know about. Four years, a hundred million for Tannehill is a, a pretty steep to me. But uh, once once he was locked up in in Nashville, um, you knew Brady wouldn't be going there. So after that, they were like, it's down to the Chargers and the Bucks because Marcus Mariota, another one that we predicted incorrectly, signed with the Raiders. So they're going to have Derek Carr and Mariota. Uh, a camp battle there unless Carr gets traded somewhere, but uh, kind of left it up to the chargers and the Bucks. And I started thinking, I said, the Bucks, you know, have the weapons. They have the receivers that Brady hasn't had since he had Randy Moss pretty much. Yes. Edelman's good, but uh, Julian Edelman's not that game breaking receiver. He's got Mike Evans, a young Chris Godwin, a, a good tight ends, uh, a decent running game, a, a young and up and coming team with cap room. Um, I, they, you know, Vegas, who is struggling right now without sports, they're still putting out Super Bowl odds, and they jumped from forty to one to fourteen to one overnight. So, they're one of the top picks in the NFC to win the Super Bowl this year, just by getting a forty-two-year-old Brady, uh, two years, sixty million dollars, and good for Tom. You know, for twenty years, he kind of took the hometown discount. He wasn't underpaid; he was making twenty, twenty-five million. A year, but he wasn't getting Matt Ryan money. He wasn't getting Matt Stafford money. He wasn't getting Derek Carr money. And he's Aaron Rodgers money. <laughs> yeah, and this is a guy with six Super Bowl. Andrew rings. Luck money. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy with six Super Bowl rings. Yes, uh, you know the cheating factor. We as Pittsburgh fans kind of put an asterisk on some of those, but still, at the end of the day, six rings, um, and not even in the top, maybe he's top 10, ninth or 10th in salary. So you're talking about the goat, the greatest of all time, not ever getting a big payday. So good for him in the twilight of his career. He's going to go to warm weather. He's not going to have to play many games in snow. Um, he's going to finally get his, you know, max deal. They call it in the NBA, a max deal where he can make like $30 million um, for his last couple seasons. And if he can take a young Tampa team, from seven and nine, six and ten every year. If he can take them to the playoffs and beyond, and God forbid if they win a Super Bowl, this guy's going to be carried off. They're going to build statues of this guy, and he's just going to be considered the greatest football player. He's already probably the greatest quarterback, but can you imagine if he can do that in Tampa, prove that he can win without Belichick and, and ride off into the sunset as a Super Bowl champion in Tampa? Also, side note, Super Bowl's in Tampa. It's in Raymond James Stadium. WrestleMania would have been. Then the Super Bowl, big year for Raymond James Stadium. Uh, too bad they don't get WrestleMania, but they could be the first team to have a home game in the Super Bowl. It's never happened, 54 years of it. Um, little Maybe Brady's pulling for that, to have a home Super Bowl and be the first one. But uh, I, I, w- I would have been shocked if you told me a month ago, but as I started seeing it unpack, Tampa seemed like, you know, this might happen. I really thought L.A., because he's from California, Giselle's all about Hollywood. Um, he Tom Brady started a production company similar to LeBron. So I thought uh, that he might want to go that route and move out to L.A. to help his uh, business and all that. But uh, it is Tampa. 
And we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Bruce Arians, the head coach, a quarterback whisperer. Um, he's been done great things in his past in Cleveland and in Pittsburgh, as we remember with Big Ben. So um, I'm kind of excited to see how it goes. Uh, also, rumors Antonio Brown is it a package deal? Um, does Antonio Brown join Brady and just add to the arsenal of weapons he'll have there uh, in in Tampa? So really interesting times. I want to get your take, Bronson. If you think it's a fit, and if you think, do you think there'll be any good? Um, by will it vault them into maybe a playoff spot? You know what, Frankie? You know, this is what I was thinking, you know, when I heard that Brady went to Tampa Bay, if there was a reason for him to go to Tampa Bay, it's it's the quarterback whisper. It's Bruce Arians. I mean, uh, you know, Bruce Arians with Ben Roethlisberger. And not necessarily the fact that maybe Ben had his best years under Arians. I don't think statistically that's correct. I think under Haley had better statistical years. But just in terms of his overall play, um, Bruce Arians loves when his quarterbacks, you know, he allows his quarterbacks to, you know, to, 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 to go by the seat of their pants, to, to ad-lib. That's the part of something. The word mm-hmm. I was he allows his quarterbacks to ad-lib. He allows their input tremendously in the offense. And not a, lot, and a lot of offensive coordinators, you know, your Mike Martzes, your, your, your Todd Haley's, you know, they kind of have that, you know, that arrogance about them that their way is necessarily the right way. And Bruce isn't that way at all. He he caters to his quarterback's strength and, strengths and weaknesses. Um, obviously, he was there during Andrew Luck's rookie year uh, when Chuck Pagano had the you know diagnosed with cancer. Um, he he was the instrumental behind Andrew Luck's development. Uh, obviously, he had a couple years there at Peyton, um, a little bit. Uh, it's just he he allows that, and obviously Brady there, he'll love that input. Not necessarily say he didn't have that in New England. I'm sure he had a little bit of input with Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien or you fill mm-hmm. in whoever was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, Bruce Arians is pretty much going to just serve it up to Tom, and you know, maybe for the first time in Tom's career, he's going to have that freedom to ad lib and, and maybe to put his input into the offense. Something that Peyton Manning had a lot of during his career. Uh, so I think the fit with 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 BA is awesome, as a as a, a, a Ben used to call Bruce Arians BA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that will be a huge uh, thing for them in terms of making them better. I mean. Tampa Bay, if you remember last season, Frankie, they were on the cusp of, you know, maybe sneaking into the playoffs, except that, you know, that other starting quarterback that was there before through through, through six interceptions <laughs> in two games, won a pick six in overtime. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into the discussion here a little bit later, but what what was to become of him um, with this whole thing going down? But yeah, I mean, how can you not say that he makes Tampa Bay better? Uh, the question will be, you know, what's going to happen in the NFC South, obviously with Teddy and Carolina and Cam, uh, Possibly on his way way out, which I'm sure we'll also delve into. Yeah, Breeze coming back to New Orleans, <clears throat> and you have obviously um, the the Falcons are there, so they're always a threat every year. The NFC South is always one of those big, you know, it's always a crapshoot because you know there's a lot, lot. All four teams are pretty good there, but I, I definitely think Bra- uh, Brady's definitely makes them a better team. Um, obviously, he's gonna love the targets of, of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, Cameron Brate and uh, OJ Howard at tight end is is a big deal there. Um, and obviously, with, with yeah, this is the first time he has an offensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the top of my head he's the offensive coordinator in in, in Tampa. I, oh, is it is it Leftwich? I think it's Leftwich. It might be Brian Leftwich. I think, it's, I think funny, it's Leftwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, um, obviously Brady's going to love the offensive freedom and, and the ad lib mm-hmm. and 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 put things in the CC's fit in Tampa Bay. Obviously, I'm sure we're going to go into it. Um, the big rumors have been. Uh, 
wherever Brady was at, that he was going to try to campaign uh, for his boy AB to go with him, you know. <laughs> so, and obviously, Bruce Arians has had a little bit of experience with Antonio Brown before. So maybe if a team does take a chance on Antonio Brown, maybe it's someone like Bruce Arians who has dealt with him. He's the devil right. that Bruce Arians has dealt with before. Uh, maybe you know, I, I know they've had their. I think they had their spats when when AB was there in Pittsburgh with with Arians as the coordinator. Um, but I'm sure you know if Brady can sell Tampa Bay's you know decision makers on bringing Antonio Brown in, maybe Brown, maybe Brown you know gets to sign a, a, a prove it deal. Maybe he won't. Yeah. He's, he's gonna have to maybe accept the fact that he's not gonna get money. He's gonna have to maybe show a prove it deal. And this is all of course, depending on how the investigation he has currently with the NFL ends. That's yeah. Not he that- might get suspended even if he gets yeah. signed somewhere. He might Absolutely. get suspended. So I mean, yeah. Does he make Tampa Bay? I think absolutely. Just even with his his veteran his his veteran presence and leadership, and you know how Tom Brady. You know, if you watch the Tom versus Time documentary, you know how Tom prepares in the off season, how he prepares before going into each season. The TB12 method. I've been to the bookstore. I read it. Maybe I'll show by the book. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I can start eating like that, lose some weight. But you know, that's how you can be at the top of your game at 42 years old. I mean, yeah. by your regiment. <laughs> And and I'm sure that's going to rub off on a lot of the, a lot of his teammates. You know, I'm not questioning any of their work ethics. I don't see what they do in the offseason. A lot of but, young guys there. Yeah, you know, he can have an influence. You know, he can make Mike Evans from good to great. I mean, he can he can make Chris Godwin and those guys go to the next level. Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, they have to love Brady being there. Look what Brady has done for tight ends. Not saying that Gronk and you know, and, and and Hernandez, even if that factor were were you know were were mediocre guys that Brady may bet. They're they're all class athletes. But I think Brady has the ability to make their games go to another level. Now, obviously, he's gonna have a good offensive line. Uh, that's a big part of, of him going there. Obviously, I think they made a signing. I couldn't remember who, but in the yeah. days before Brady, they they beefed up that O line just to I'm, make it more enticing for him. Yeah, and the, and the defense isn't bad either. You know, and you know we have the former Pitt star Jordan Whitehead there. You know, it's 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 the off season. It's I don't like to say Super Bowl chance, but. I think if they finish, you know, one or two in the NFC North and they get in the playoffs, I mean, they were there with Jameis last year, you know, on the cusp. Yeah. A couple bad, you know, bad games by Jameis led to them not making it. So I think absolutely, you know, Tampa Bay is going to have a shot. I think another reason, I, I know I'm not trying to be, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, you know, skepticizing here with, 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 uh, with Brady going to Tampa. I don't know if he necessarily, you know, wanted the, the LA, you know, from California, but you get Patrick Mahomes twice a year. I think right now the the yes. AFC, the road to the Super Bowl for the AFC. I think for the next. You stole the years. words from my mouth. You stole it because we'll I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say the AFC, the NFC South is one of the most winnable divisions. You know, Atlanta, you know, is always Jekyll and Hyde. Good year, bad year, inconsistent. Yeah. Drew Brees is in New Orleans. Is he going to stay healthy? Are they going to be as good as they were last year? And then you have Carolina, who's kind of new coach, kind of a mess, new quarterback, probably not going to be a winning team next year. So I think it's a winnable division. The NFC is a more winnable conference. Um, you don't have to see Mahomes in the playoffs until the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that factored in as well. I think he wanted to go to a place where he thought he could win. And it, it's a two-year deal. So he might think that next year, that it might take a, a year of rebuilding and then next year, even at 43, maybe the year that he can take the the box to the Super Bowl and then ride off into the sunset a la John Elway uh, and retire on top. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's a two-year deal, and you ju- you just, you know, if you're Tom, you just got to take it a year at a time, because, Frank, we watch a lot of football in our lives, I'm sure people older than us have watched even more football in their lives, when it drops off, it dro- it goes, it drops off, I mean, yeah, you know, cliffs, yeah. when, Manny, when Manny won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, I mean, he was just holding on, I mean, he lost the starting spot a couple times to, you know, to uh, Brock Osweiler during that year, too, so, you know, when it drops off, it drops off, I don't think Tom wants to be the guy that, ha- that hangs on, he wants to go out on top, you know, Tom's tenacity and his work ethic, uh, his mind won't let him do anything less than that. So, uh, so obviously the, the sky's the limit for, for T for TB 12, Tampa Bay or Tom Brady, TB 12. That's uh, right. So, uh, Frank, another, other, uh, the quarterback carousel rolls round and round and round. Um, our boy, Phillip rivers, uh, he found his way to the Indianapolis Colts. We thought he would be the original guy to go to Tampa, Mm -hmm. but, uh, he takes the deal. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts. He goes to a guy that he's very familiar with and Frank Reich, who worked with him, who worked with him in San Diego. That was a big factor. Yep. Absolutely. And he's going to come in. He's going to, he's going to know the offense very quickly. He's going to pick up on it. Not, I don't think he'll really have to pick up on anything. Really. He'll come in knowing the deal. Um, obviously this, this will put our friend, you know, this will put jo- Jacoby Brissett in, in, uh, in limbo here, but he's there. I, is that one year deal with, with, with Philip one year, one- 25 million, which is so, high. Sure. I thought you got a lot. Yeah. He'll probably be the he'll probably be the transition quarterback. He'll go into whoever you know the Colts take next. You know I don't think they'll be quite really bad to, for us to talk about Trevor Lawrence, but uh, um, but yeah, obviously they they're a team that he steps in and the AFC South's the winnable division. Frank they they could they could right. he could very easily come up with the Colts there. And obviously Jacoby Brissett was serviceable until you know his play and injury in that horrible offensive line. Not horrible offensive line. He's a good offensive line. What was I talking about? His horrible clutch play down the stretch let, let him down there. I was kind of, uh, as, as our old uh, teacher, doc, uh, Mr. Zagorski, would say, diarrhea of the mouth there. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have a great offensive line, that's, and that's, that's a good plus of Phillip Rivers going there. Um, uh, but Jacoby Brissett, just injuries and, and inconsistent play uh, ultimately led this move to happen. Frank, how do you feel about Phillip Rivers going to Indianapolis? We, like, so we thought we'd go down to Florida because of where he lo- relocated with his family to his house down there. Um, what do you think is in the cards for the Indianapolis Colts during the Phillip Rivers regime? Well, everything you said, Bronson, I agree with. I mean, they're a team that uh, I think it's – I mentioned it with, this with Brady possibly going there um, – is it's indoor team. So he's going to have great conditions to throw the ball up and down the field. Rivers just loves to be a gunslinger. Um, he's just going to have it one good, one final good go at it. He could, he could never get to a Super Bowl. I don't think the Colts are close enough. I don't think Rivers puts them over the top. I don't think, I think T.Y. Hilton's still there. Um, I don't know much about their other skill players. I don't think they're going to be one of the favorites you know I, I think he could squeak them into the playoffs um i'm not sure if next year's the seven teams in the playoffs or yet or not i don't think I, the cba the cba did get passed which we'll have to talk about next show but they are going to expand to 17 games and seven teams in the playoffs but it might be 2021 for that um so same format this year so it's going to be tough to get into the playoffs in the afc so i don't think that uh I don't think that the Colts are going to move the needle too much. I don't think this move puts them over the top, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like you said, reuniting with Frank Reich. Uh, that's a big thing with a lot of these free agent moves. There's always a tie. Um, nine times out of 10, you see somebody go somewhere that they used to coach him or 
you know, go join a teammate that you used to have or go like, oh, I played with him in college. So that familiarity with that is kind of big when guys are making these free agent decisions. It wasn't so much with Brady. I think Brady wanted warm weather, his own team, not Belichick involved, um, where he calls the shots. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think Rivers and Frank Reich was a a big deal. I think one of the other quarterback coaches there was also in San Diego with him. So, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting move there. Um, we can probably kind of play part two of like where will they land here, Bronson, quickly because there's not many spots left. Um, you have yeah. the Chargers have announced, I believe, on social media that they're going to roll with Tyrod Taylor, who is one of those bounce around journeymen like Cleveland Buffalo has shown signs. So, you know, I maybe it doesn't roll out Cam Newton going to the Chargers, but they kind of said we're going to go with Tyrod Taylor. But you got Cam Newton out there. Since Mariota went to the Raiders, is Derek Carr on the market? Jameis Winston now is looking for a new home. I saw just before we got online, Bronson, Nick Foles has been traded to the Bears. Yeah, I I'm saw not, that too. So Nick Foles, that, that domino uh, fell where Foles is now in Chicago. Trubisky back up or will they get rid of him? Interesting to see. Um, there's still a lot to, to play out with the quarterbacks and where they're all going to land. Um, I want to see Pittsburgh get a veteran backup. I don't know who that's going to be. So it's just a, a lot to still go with, with free agency to come. It's going to be an interesting off season. I, I like the moves. I'm, I'm excited to, I might be Biden Madden. Like I told Bronson, I might just buy Madden to, to see what Brady and rivers look like in the New Jersey's and, and play a little, uh, because there's no real sports on. I've been having to play a lot of sports video games. So, uh, well, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, going off what you said about maybe we have our part, Frank and Bronson, you know, QB part so far too. Part D, can I start a little bit? I mean, I have, yeah, I have yeah. some fresh thoughts in my mind right here. Go for so it. you have Cam out there, and obviously we, we were going to talk about that. You know, I brought him up earlier where Carolina basically tried to put the, the narrative out that he wanted out, but basically they, they nudge, they're nudging him out the door. They want to, they're moving on new coach, new regime, new quarterback. That's Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so Cam is probably going to be looking somewhere else. Like you said, you know, was, you know, I think I remember I said last show, maybe Chicago would be an option with them not trusting Trubisky, but obviously as the news broke before we started recording that, uh, uh Nick Foles is going to go there and a trade, um, it leaves some some spots open for sure. Obviously, Cam will be out there. Uh, what will happen with um, Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis? And Frank, I mean, where's the biggest uh, free agent? You know, or not free agent? Where's the best vacancy in quarterback? As that's that's the Patriots. That's where Brady left. So does Bill Belichick get a Cam Newton? Does he? Does he get a Cam Newton? Does he get uh, a Jameis? I don't think he'll get Jameis. Does he get Jameis Winston? Does he make a trade for a guy like Andy Dalton? Um, does he take a guy like Trubisky and think that maybe you know if he's in my system and, and with my with my personnel he could be a better quarterback? There's questions there. Obviously with Jameis, this probably will spell the end of him in Tampa unless he's willing to be demoted and take a backup, which I don't. Which you know you never know. But I know uh, Chris Sims predicted this and. It, knowing knowing the Steelers way, it's not going to happen probably. But Kristen's predicted that Winston would go to the Steelers, and it does make sense in a way. So did Peter was, King. Peter King yeah. said it too. Yeah, it would make sense if he was willing to know that that Ben's going to be the number one guy. And if if hey, if Ben's if Ben's not completely healed from this elbow injury, if things go south. Right. 
or if Ben's He's performance ready. affects on the field, they have a guy like Winston who by all, who by all right, the way he plays is like, is a younger, you know, faster Roethlisberger. Still like 24, 25 years yeah. old. Like. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. And obviously Jameis Winston's been, you know, criticized for his juvenile behavior and, and some of the things right. he does. I think maybe with, with Tomlin, maybe, you know, you know, we've dealt with that before, you know, the Steelers have dealt with that before in terms of, you know, those kind of personalities. Maybe he's not, if he did want to come to Pittsburgh, the, the ability of, you know, maybe he'd have to sit behind Ben for a little bit, maybe not long, maybe a year or two, whenever Ben decides he wants to call it quits, um, could go both ways there. Or, and then maybe when he leaves, you know, it's Jameis Winston's team and he has a team in front of him. Who knows what the Steelers look like in a couple of years, but just playing for, I'm not trying to win this. The just like, Oh, it'll play for the black and the gold, but it makes sense in terms of he's the kind, he's a guy that can plug in after Ben leaves and you can keep the same Finkner can keep the same kind of plays in place. Um, um, uh, I assume maybe, uh, I said this kind of last show. Does Denver want depth in case uh, Drew Locke, you know, falters or something happens to him? I don't think they have a, a decent backup behind him. So it's New England. It, it's it's maybe Denver. Uh, um, I think uh, San Francisco. They're gonna, you know, obviously they're, they're staying with Jimmy G. I think the little overreaction from how the Super Bowl played out. I'm trying to think of any other quarterback. Uh, uh, holes there. Maybe Breeze needs it. You know, now that Teddy's gone, that he's Breeze, unless Taysom Hill fills that void entirely um, for quarterback depth there. Um, I guess I didn't give you a, <laughs> I guess I didn't give you a straight answer there, Frankie, but um, I, I, a lot I, of like, variables, I, still a lot of variables. Ryan Fitzpatrick's still in the discussion as well. I do. All right. He, Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick's still out there. It's going to be tight. Um, we're going to, things are going to flop. You know, obviously quarterbacks being drafted are going to affect that as well. The team's taking quarterbacks. Obviously, like if you're taking Tua Tagovailoa, you're gonna probably want a veteran behind him. Um, I, again, that probably throws Drew Ro- uh, Drew Rosen, not Drew Rosen, else Josh Rosen, or he gets kind of he gets kind of shafted again. Uh, yeah. And then you know Cincinnati take if they take uh, Joe Burrow, they're gonna probably want a depth quarterback by a good quarterback to push him. So I don't know, Frank. It's it's crazy, you know. New England. I guess that's the wild card that's left. New England. Who's is Bill Belichick going to go with Jared Stidham? Uh, we'll see, you know, or is he going to take a guy that he feels can, can slide in there? Andy Dalton's been the big one. He feels like he can come in there and, and, you know, kind of keep the train rolling around along a little bit. So I want to know what you think, Frankie. Well, it's, it's funny. I totally forgot all this hype about Brady leaving and you brought up a good point. The opening in new England is one of the biggest because this is the, can Belichick replace Brady and prove to everyone that he can win without Brady? It's kind of that who was yeah. responsible, who was responsible for the dynasty most Brady or Belichick. So you're right. There's these names out there. There's Cam Newton, who's probably the most talented one out there. If, if the Patriots get him and maybe surround him with one or two weapons, um, are the Patriots just right, right there with the chiefs as the favorite in the AFC right away again? Um, you mentioned Dalton. A lot of people say Belichick has kind of a crush on Dalton for some reason and like wants to revive his career. So it might be Dalton. Um, I saw a funny rumor that would be crazy that if that Jimmy Garoppolo comes back to new England, originally Belichick wanted him. It was just a little bit early. Um, some, uh, the 49ers would have to then get somebody else. And there's not many people left. Yeah. Like, 
other than Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, like really, who's going to be going out there? They that would have made up. sense if Brady had went had if Brady had went to San Francisco. If they could have traded spots again, yeah. But yeah. but no, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of those. Um, there, there's only a few few more uh, places to to fill spots. Um, so I, I'm not even going to give many. I don't really have any predictions. I've proved in the past that I uh, I failed miserably on a lot of those. So I'm just going to sit back and watch and see where they land. And um, I'm just getting excited that at least there's something to talk about right now. And the sports law is where these quarterbacks are going to land and then lead us into the draft and everything with that. Yeah. Yeah, just the NFL is basically keeping us hanging along here with, yeah. this, you know, with the, the hiatus in, in sports. So. Obviously, we'll stay tuned. Uh, more more NFL drama coming ahead. Stay tuned to the mothership and stay tuned to the NFL Network as well as um, other sports stations like NBC Sports and whatnot. Um, so, Frank, uh, as we, we've kind of teased with the audience, this is the Next Level Nerd podcast, and I don't mm-hmm. think you find two bigger sports nerds than you and I. Right. So we've had the time off, obviously, and I'm trying to do other things, too. I'm trying to um, – I have a spare room here in the house, so we're trying to clean that out and uh, make things happen out of that, go through my hockey equipment, and hopefully I'll get to play some hockey this spring. Who knows what will happen mm-hmm. with everything in hiatus. But uh, when I've had some downtime and just want to you know, have a little something – little quiet time a little time to uh, uh meditate and and uh relax i've been playing some video games and i know you have too um frank i you you said you were playing mlb the show tell us what, what that, what's it been like playing that i just got it yesterday because it hit stores the 17th my wife got it for me um for valentine's day so uh it, 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 it just shipped a month later whenever it uh it released yesterday so just cracked it open today, played a few games, uh, won my first two games. I was just playing the computer, um, not online yet, but uh, I like a lot of the features. They have all the new uniforms, which uh, the Marlins, the Padres, the Brewers, the Pirates have a couple. So I love that the, you get the updated rosters, the updated uniforms. Um, you're going to get a new stadium this year in Texas uh for the rangers so it's you know yes mlb the show year to year like a lot of sports games doesn't do much to change things but they have sideline reporters now they have heidi watney they have her down on the field giving like in-game reports so that's really cool um different camera angles on like a big pitch or or something like that the camera kind of zooms in differently so they've kind of the gameplay has kind of improved um i actually have not gotten the new show game for a couple of years because i just fix my own rosters so i saw it leap like pretty pretty far because i saw it uh like a two-year three-year hiatus from that so the 2020 version is way better than the 2018 version i had graphics wise um new stadiums new uniforms so i've only played it a couple games so far but so so far so good he's still the announcer vasquez still does it from yeah, I believe it was Vasquez, and I don't know who was in the booth with him. I'll have to remember to try to listen. But uh, he's one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, he's great. So so far so good. I'll have to check out some of the different game modes and let you guys know um, next time we meet. I'll probably have a lot of uh, log hours logged on the game. I can talk about ro- road to the show, um, home run derby, some of the other mini mini modes that are in the game. So I'll give a good review of MLB the show. So uh, 
I would I, I'll toss it up to you, Bronson. What have you been playing uh, to keep busy these times? Well, before we could kick into that, no, we were just talking about our love for Matt Vaskersen. Obviously, a- I think Arod liked him. Arod likes him. I think he requested that Vaskersen work with him when they did ES. They're doing ESPN Baseball. Okay, so that's a big deal for him. But um, not to go off the Vaskersen thing. Um, I did see. Uh, I'm a big Twitter person, and um, as I was going to sign the sh- sign the show off later by saying that I'll probably try try to create a Twitter presence of our podcast oh, i'm on cool. twitter quite a bit so i like to do I'm that not on I'm, it yeah i'm on it a lot and one of the things that they announced is that uh i guess the new contract between sony compute sony entertainment and the san diego uh company that that uh, makes the show video game i guess they signed a deal where um the show will be allowed to go on multi-platforms so this I could very, that yep. this could very well be the last year that it goes strictly on playstation so if uh-huh. you're an xbox owner or a pc finally. owner you <laughs> yeah. you will finally get a chance to play the mlb show video game they didn't announce they said they definitely couldn't do it this year so maybe 21 maybe 2022 i definitely i would have to think when the new systems drop that you'll see mlb the show on another uh platform other than of course than the playstation series absolutely um my thing frankie um uh i haven't really made this you know i talked to my friends closely um uh, first off, I do. I'm in a NASCAR on uh, heat racing league. Everyone knows I'm a NASCAR diehard, uh, almost obsession bordering on. <laughs> I do uh, league races on my Xbox. I have a, a racing rig thing that I got uh, on a good deal by my buddy Cody. I do a league race, a couple of league races every week, so that kind of quenches my NASCAR thirst to compete against yeah. some really good drivers there. But um, the last couple of nights, I've been uh, going, kicking it old school. Uh, my 360, I still keep my Xbox 360 because uh, you can play some of the old Xbox games. So I play NHL 2004, which a lot of people consider, other than NHL 94, to be the the, the best EA sports game, not NHL 94. So... Um, that's probably EA Sports' best NHL game besides 94 that, that has come along in a long time. Actually, Frank, there's a big uh, – there's a huge, like, digital universe, uh, social universe that um, has updated NHL 2004, the, the PC game, with new teams, new uniforms, new players, new broadcast uh, templates. Um, oh, awesome. There is a huge, like, community that updates that game still. So uh, if you have it on PC, you have access to those things. I have it on Xbox. Uh, I made the rosters. I made like this. Uh, every team I have their best, like from 2000 to 2004 roster pre lockout. So I have the huge Detroit uh, Monster Cup team in 02, the best of Hurricanes, the best of Penguin ones. Pretty cool because I have Lemieux, Yager, Kovalev, Straka, Lang. But then it's like, you know, Rico Fada and <laughs> Rico Fada, <laughs> Lexi Morozov, Jan Herdina, Hedberg's in goal, uh, backup is Karan. I've, and then I have Oban. And, and I, I found Rich Perrant on the German team and I put him on there for depth. Like, like minor league depth or something, but I have one of the teams. So like I said, Frank and I are next level nerds. I'm doing that. I'm playing teams on there, you know, the Atlanta Thrashers, <laughs> RIP now that the Winnipeg Jets, but uh it's a fun thing to do and it kind of relives uh Frank and I's, you know, early high school uh, years there, early two thousands we were loving the NHL. Uh before their back in the dark times, the dead puck era, the pre salary cap. The pre-Sid years when they weren't doing the Pens weren't doing too good, so I still like to go back and you know playing the game. Obviously, takes me back. Frank obviously plays the new MLB the Show. I don't have a PlayStation. Uh, I might get the new the new one that launches at the end of the year because it's supposed, it's supposed to play all the old PlayStations, even going back to one. So I'll probably get that. I might even try to get the Xbox One too. You know, try to get them both. Um, you know, I'm I'm greedy <laughs> trying to get them both, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new if the show goes onto the Xbox platform, see how that does. But that's literally what I've been doing, doing that, uh, 
trying to hang out with friends whenever possible, although the social uh, limits restrict that. And um, doing this podcast with you, Frank, and this allows me to you know stay in touch with a good friend of mine. And obviously, with these downtimes, we're gonna. You would think that we're probably gonna have a hard time finding things to talk about, but I think these upcoming episodes, Frank, will probably delve deep, we'll delve deeper into the MLB the Show video game, as well as other things. We'll come up with some things to keep you guys engaged during this this hiatus in sports. Maybe have some like you know some remember when you know podcasts. Maybe you know I had some ideas of maybe doing like Penn's watch alongs or mm-hmm. you know or, or a certain time in sports that Frank and I can give a a commentary of. We can come up with some you know stats and information and things that happened during that time that we can comment on and relive those moments. So we're going to try to keep you guys entertained during this, this, uh, this hiatus in sports. And, uh, and uh, trust me, if if any two people can do that in sports, Frank and I, we never shut up, especially me, but, uh, We can keep you engaged, and we we invite you to stay with us. I'm sure between now and the next time we record, some more NFL big time news is going to drop, and Frank and I will we'll mm-hmm. cover that as well. We hope that other 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 sports will fall in place. Obviously, it's going to be a couple months here before we get going on on everything. So, um, in the meantime and in between time, you know, Frank and I will will keep you along for the ride here and. Uh, keep keep listening and uh, we appreciate all the positive feedback as well as the constructive criticism as long as it's constructive right it helps as well and uh i'll toss it over to frankie on his final thoughts well said bronson i echo all the sentiments um we encourage your your feedback your input uh, we want to interact with the listener so we're going to be posting this on spotify um we have a free service called anchor that uh, is helping us set the po- podcast up in uh Anchor, anchor.fm if you want to check us out there um, or on Spotify. I'll be sharing on Facebook. Bronson might be sharing on Twitter, so look him up there. Um, um, also, I, mean, forget, I keep this yeah. like episode me cutting you off. A lot of people who've been asking me have, have been asking about the availability of Apple. I know we've talked to Justin. Justin says it does take a while for, yeah. for Apple to get on some things. So if some of you guys are waiting for us to get on Apple, stay, stay with us. Don't yeah. leave us yet. We're going to try to find a way to get on Apple for you. Um, uh, back to you, Frank. Sorry, I just had to say that because people were asking about the Sure, app. sure. Um, and, and maybe uh, we encourage the comments, the constructive criticism, like Bronson said. But we want to hear what you say about what topics you want to talk about. So once I post this in Facebook on the Next Level Nerd page or on mine and Bronson's pages, uh, we encourage the comments for what you want to hear on the next show. What's your favorite video games you're playing right now? We'll give you a shout out on the show. Um, what classic game do you want to watch? You know, a lot of the networks are showing classic games, you know, a lot of old pit basketball or old penguin pirate steel or classics um, or any team. Uh, let us know what some of your favorite classic games are. Maybe Bronson and I will watch it and give our, our breakdown of it. So uh, we want you, the listener to be involved in a next level nerd sports cast. So, you know, sh- Give us a like. Give us a comment on Facebook. We hope to um, hear from you and, and and grow this podcast as much as we can. So another great episode, Bronson. I appreciate all the uh, finding something to talk about, even though the sports world is shut down. So hopefully we reconvene uh, in a couple of weeks or so here in the early part of April and reset where everything's going. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sports may be shut down, but uh, our uh... – our nerdy creative minds are not. We're going to think of things to keep you guys in, in, in tune and everything. So uh, until next time, again, I want to thank Next Level Nerd and, uh, and Justin McConnell and everyone over there for allowing us to do our thing. Um, I think every week, as long as I remember, I will give a shout out to Mrs. Frank for uh, putting our show together. And uh, she's a, a, a very vital part of uh, us bringing you this show all the time. Yep, so thank, thank you. Yep. And until uh, next time, guys, take it easy. Stay safe. Um, 
stay safe. Uh, try busy. to live your life. The, yeah, keep busy. Yeah. Try to live your life the best way you can uh, with these uh, these these harsh limits here. Hang and, in uh, there. <laughs> yeah, and um, stay tuned next time. And Frank and I will uh, will we we'll, uh, talking to you guys again. So take it easy, guys. All right. See you guys. Hockey. Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. <laughs>